Listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Thanks to Concordia University Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live uncommon. We have the opportunity to learn together with our brothers and sisters in Christ, and particularly looking at how do we respond as faithful witnesses in the midst of a very confusing society. Joining us today, the Reverend Dr. Mark Wood. He's director for LCMS Witness and Outreach and Revitalization. You might know him from the Everyone His Witness program, from the all the... the uh, workshops and other opportunities to learn, and now the the web resources as well. Dr. Wood, welcome back to the Coffee Hour. Always great to be here. We have a conference coming up very soon, another in the series, the Making Disciples for Life Conference. What is a Making Disciples for Life Conference? Well, Making Disciples for Life is the Thinid's triannual mission emphasis because of a delay in the convention. It's our quadannual annual. <laughs> mission emphasis. And it it looks at how do we carry out the work that God's given us to do as a synod. And, and, you know, making disciples for life is a great title because we're here to make disciples and not just, you know, momentarily, but for life, for eternal life, for life in our world today, for promoting life, for encouraging life. So this the whole idea behind the conference is to bring people together to talk about how do we carry out the four main ideas behind making disciples for life. And those four ideas are evangelizing the lost, retaining the faithful, strengthening congregations, and planting new churches and schools. So the conferences address one or more of those main ideas in order to promote not just, hey, this is what the Synod's doing, this is what you ought to use, and here we have all the answers and we're going to funnel them down to you, but rather bring people together so we can collaborate, share ideas, share resources, talk about what's needed that isn't available now, you know, disseminate what we do have that people may not know about. So conference is just one of the ways we do that, but they're a great way because it allows us to interact face-to-face. What are some of the things that have been covered at previous conferences? Putting you on the spot here. Oh, yeah. Let's see if I can remember way back when. <laughs> Our last conference was in January, it, mm-hmm. and it was focused on what um, – I don't remember the title. Thanks. Thanks, Sarah. Sorry. <laughs> Thanks for putting me on the spot. Sorry. So this is our third conference. I can tell you what the theme of this conference All is. All right, let's do that then. Okay. All right. This conference <laughs> is called Let Us Keep Awake, and it is based on 1 Thessalonians 5, 6, which says, so then let us not sleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. And it's a call to the church to engage the culture around us that has been described in a number of ways. And But the, the word that best captured it is pluralistic. Hmm. There's many, many different worldviews that are represented, promoted, and embraced in our culture today. And that makes being witnesses of Jesus in our culture a bit more challenging. If we were dealing with one errant worldview, uh, we could kind of load up and really be ready to, to tackle that one errant worldview. But instead, we're being presented with many different errant worldviews. So what are the, the challenges, what are the consequences of living as as Jesus' disciples, as uh, hopefully faithful witnesses in this world of errant worldviews? How does that impact our lives, our vocations, and particularly our, our calling to be faithful witnesses? 
It actually it affects us in a number of ways. One is uh, if we're going to become experts in the worldviews around us, we're going to end up spending a lot of time and energy and focus on learning all the different worldviews. And that's not going to leave us with much resources left to address those worldviews. So what we encourage people to do is, hey, instead of becoming an expert on the different worldviews, uh, immerse yourself in God's Word. Learn God's Word. Develop a strong biblical worldview, because from that strong biblical worldview, you're able to address the errant worldviews. So you could become uh, an expert, say, in cultural Marxism, and you can put all your energy into learning all about cultural Marxism, or you can strengthen your biblical worldview so when you engage somebody on the topic of cultural Marxism, you'll say, well, we know what the truth is. Here's the truth, and I, and I can speak truth to the error. Because you can see when, when there's multiple worldviews that you're engaging, and, and some of them include world religions, you know, like Islam or you know Mormonism, Jehovah's Witnesses. Some of them are philosophies. Some of them are cultural phenomena that we're seeing develop more recently. You know, the the prominence of critical race theory uh, and the discussion around that. You know, if you're trying to become well-versed in all those different things, you're never really going to get to a point of becoming an expert and be able to address it as an expert. But if you become expert in a biblical worldview, you're now very well-equipped to address any of those things and all of those things. Is there any value in in studying these worldviews in in having some familiarity with them so 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 often you 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 pick a worldview but then you have like five different people telling you it has different definitions and then it's it's hard to it's hard to even argue against it when there's so many different ways that that it's being presented to you yes there's definitely value in being familiar Mm -hmm. with them so you understand where's that other person coming from but to, to invest yourself in becoming expert in mm-hmm. it is a different story. And I'm afraid sometimes we're tempted to do just that. We're going mm-hmm. to learn everything we can learn about cultural Marxism and talk about why it's so terrible. Well, what, how does that benefit somebody? I mean, it, it puts us on a defensive. Mm-hmm. We're, and the church isn't meant to be in defensive mode. You know, let's build our walls high. Let's build them strong. Let's keep all that bad stuff out there. No, the, the church is called to be on the offensive. Let's take the gospel into the world. Let's, let's take the light of God's word and shine it in this darkness. And that's what errant worldviews really are. It's the darkness of our world. And when Jesus said, you know, this is my church and even the gates of hell will not prevail against it, he's saying they're on the defensive. You know, gates are a defensive <laughs> mechanism. They're meant to keep the enemy out. And uh, he's saying... The church should be on the offensive, and we should be tearing down those gates and exposing these things for what they really are. They're lies that come from Satan, and they're meant to undermine the gospel. And if we don't, we, if we understand them enough to be able to speak to them from a biblical worldview, that's as much as we need to know about them. You mentioned being defensive, and, and that's not the most helpful thing to do, especially <laughs> when, when trying to witness in a pluralistic world with all these various worldviews. What happens when we're having a conversation with someone and hoping that it's that we're being faithful witnesses, but we end up being more defensive than actually being... What's the danger in being defensive? The, the danger of being defensive is, is 
as you were kind of alluding to or leading to, I think, was that we never get to the point of actually sharing God's Word with people in a positive way, in a way that they will actually listen to us. We get defensive, they get defensive. It becomes an argument. And maybe we can even win that argument. Maybe we're good enough, we can win the argument. But I always caution people against winning the argument and losing the opportunity to share God's Word with someone. Mm. So putting someone who has an errant cultural worldview in our culture in their place doesn't help them. Mm -hmm. Having an engaging conversation with someone that opens up the opportunity to share God's Word with them, that's helpful. And that's that's what we want to be able to do. So one of the things that being defensive does is it, it keeps us from having that engagement. So it's like, well, you're wrong. I'm right. I'm not going to listen to you. Instead, I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. Well, that's not a very good conversation to be having. So if we could step back from that and be willing to listen, and we don't have to agree, you know, listening is not agreement, listening is learning, and understand where they're coming from. And that's really important because with various and sundry worldviews out there, we can't assume a worldview from anybody. You know, they, they, they could be coming from any number of places. So let me plug everyone as witness right here. Okay, so <laughs> we, you know, we've talked about it before on the show. You know, the Lassie mm-hmm. approach to engaging people in conversation: the listen, ask, seek, share, invite, encourage. So by listening and asking, you're you're understanding better what that person's worldview is. Because here's the really complicating factor: people don't just have a worldview; they often adapt several different worldviews into sort of a personal worldview. So we can't say there's a worldview out there or this person fits this particular worldview. There's a a conglomeration or amalgamation of worldviews that most Americans hold to. Even many American Christians have been influenced and have borrowed from various worldviews. So that's why getting back to having a strong, clear biblical worldview is so important. So what are the temptations that we face when we're presented with these worldviews that are not biblical? I think the chief temptation is to withdraw. Mm. We, we don't really understand it well. We feel threatened by it. There's a lot of noise in our culture about certain worldviews that create fear and apprehension. So we just pull back. You know, I don't have that worldview, therefore I'm okay, and I'm going to stay away from it, rather than seeing it as an opportunity for us to engage people in a conversation that opens the door for us to speak of Jesus. Okay, now you've got my interest. I'm really, I've got a lot of questions now about worldview, and maybe they'll be answered at this upcoming Making (laughs) Disciples for Life conference in October. We're going to learn more about that conference in just a moment. We're talking with Reverend Dr. Mark Wood. He's director of LCMS Witness and Outreach and Revitalization. We'll continue the conversation right here on The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. At Concordia University, Wisconsin, we believe you were created for a reason, to use your God-given gifts to help others, to live a life of self-sacrifice in a me-first world, to live a life that's 
uncommon. Whether you're taking one of 50-plus online programs or learning with us in person on the shores of Lake Michigan, you'll be equipped to make an uncommon impact. Learn more at cuw.edu. Concordia University, Wisconsin. Live uncommon. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Today we're talking with Reverend Dr. Mark Wood. He's LCMS Witness and Outreach Director and Director of Revitalization for the LCMS as well. I, I just give you new titles every time you're on. Well, right? every time I every time I leave town, I get another title. I, I, I should probably just stay in my office and defend myself against new assignments. So. Uh, we're talking about the upcoming Making Disciples for Life conference taking place October 10th through the 12th right here in St. Louis, actually at the International center so you would actually see the kfuo studios if you came to the conference because it's in the lobby of the building so you'd actually be here in the building by the studios all right so the making disciples for life conference we've been talking about all these varying errant worldviews and some of the challenges of living in a world with multiple errant worldviews pluralistic society and what it means to be faithful witnesses in light of all these worldviews and now you've got my brain churning with all kinds of questions then about all these different worldviews and philosophies. And what are we going to learn then at the Making Disciples for Life conference that will help me be a faithful witness in light of all these varying errant worldviews? Well, there's a number of things you're going to learn. And I should point out that you don't actually have to come to St. Louis to be part of this conference. Oh, that's right. Uh, We're not just here in the International Center, we're actually online as well. So you can you can register for the conference and participate online as it's taking place, or you can actually watch the recordings of sessions after the conference has taken place. So your, your registration fee actually gets you access to everything uh, for up to 60 days after the conference. So, so if you don't feel like trekking to St. Louis, just log on from wherever you happen to be. And uh, the the conference is set up in three different tracks. One track it has to do with being awake for our slumbering neighbors. So the idea behind that track is here's here's how we witness to people in our culture today. Here are the things that we should be aware of as Christ witnesses. Then we have a track that's more focused on what congregations can be doing in terms of outreach. How do how do we as a congregation reach the people in our community who hold to various worldviews. And then the third track is is more of an apologetics track, and this is where we get that familiarity with the worldviews. It's like, what do we need to know about these various worldviews that will help us become more effective witnesses as we engage people? Nobody's going to walk away from this conference an expert in all the different worldviews, but you should be able to gain from our presenters a good understanding of what worldviews are prominent in our society and how we can respond to them as Christ's witnesses. So does someone have to stay once they pick a track? Is that the track that they're on or can they kind of jump around? Well, no, they can choose individual sessions and they don't have to stay in a track. And even better, whether you come in person or you register online, all the sessions of all the tracks are available in the recorded sessions after nice. the conference is over. So. so you don't have to choose anything. You can no. just it's do like it all. It's like third grade, choose your own adventure books. Yes. <laughs> Those are the best. I always chose all of the adventures, so you can actually <laughs> do that with You us. can do that. All the adventures are right there for you. 
So that is amazing. Do you do you know are any of the speakers chosen yet? Can you give us any hints? Yes, we we have just recently finalized our agenda. It'll be posted online soon, Ooh. and we have plenary speakers. Those are the ones that will be speaking to everybody all at once. Mm-hmm. And uh, I might even remember that who they are right now because <laughs> the agenda is so fresh in my memory. But from, from within our own circles here, Chaplain Sean Denzer will be speaking. Uh. I can't even pronounce his, his topic, but it's really fascinating. <laughs> so uh, everybody knows Reverend Dr. Gregory Seltz, uh-huh. who's from the let's say, Lutheran Religious Liberty Center. Did I get that right? Lutheran, Lutheran Center, Center for Religious Liberty. Liberty. Okay, I didn't get it right. Close. Uh, but he'll be, he'll be one of our plenary speakers talking about critical race theory, okay. and which is one of the errant worldviews we're contending with. And he also have a breakout session. Dr. Jeff Cloa from, will be our closing plenary speaker. And he'll be talking about Philippians because uh-huh. there are certain aspects of Philippians that speak just directly to the current context we're in. Because really what we're facing as a church today is nothing new. Right. The church has faced this before. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a kind of a, a break from it for a while in American society. But now we're returning to what's sort of the norm. Mm-hmm. And and I didn't mention our, our opening plenary is from Professor Greg Allen, who is with Concordia University, Wisconsin. Oh. And he'll be speaking as our kind of setting the, the table, talking about the various worldviews that we're encountering in today's culture. So, And then there's over 30 breakout sessions, and almost all of the presenters are from outside our normal IC staff. Cool. Our, the response we got to the call for presenters was just overwhelming. We we actually had to turn away half of the presenters because we only had so many slots available. And uh, some of them we've asked to give us recordings that we can, because we can add recorded sessions to our list of recordings, even though it won't be presented live. So people can still take advantage of the knowledge and expertise that's out there. We're really blessed as a synod to have so many people who have who are well-versed in these topics and have, through the study of God's Word, found responses that we can share with the people who participate in this conference. That's really nice. And that, that, that takes us back to what you were talking about earlier in the conversation about how the Making Disciples for Life conferences aren't about the staff at the International Center telling you how to go about your lives or how to go about ministry or your, how your congregation should should do ministry. But here's what's happening across Synod. Here are some, some very talented and gifted individuals from across the LCMS that can share with you what they've learned. Right. And, and that's, that's really edifying to see that come together that way. Mm-hmm. That was our intent all along was this is not here, you know, we're going to feed you all this information because we're the experts with all the answers. But hey, let's come together and, and talk about this and share ideas and learn from each other. And I think we'll we'll find that the resources that come out of these conferences, and we do intend to create resources from the conference itself too, not just the recordings, but some of the speakers will end up on our podcast. Some of the material presented will end up in a project that we have in our partnership with Concordia Publishing House right now that's going to present. It's called Prepared for a Reason, and it's it's helped developing a strong biblical worldview. It's a resource. It's going to take a while for this to come out. I mean, but it's in process now. And so we'll, we'll tap into the people who come to these conferences and people who presented these conferences to contribute to these other resources that we're working on. 
Now, you mentioned earlier that you can attend the conference online, but there is the option to attend in person as well, correct? Yes, we're, we're continuing to take online in-person registrations through September 19th, I think, is the cutoff date for that. You can actually register for online participation right up to the start of the conference. And, but wait, but wait. But wait, there's more. <laughs> there's more. <laughs> if you register, you can share your registration to your group. So let's say you register to participate online and you put together a little watch party. You can have 10 or 20 other people with you and using a single registration participate in the conference. So we're we're trying to make it very accessible, a very low cost. So you if you of course flexible. So you could have your watch party after the conference. I pastors, you can use the recordings for Bible studies if you want to use it for a Bible study. So we're and if you have a, a special need for that we haven't thought of, just email us and we'll try to accommodate that special need. Sounds like a great opportunity for like a little weekend retreat for churches to do their own do their own like mini making disciples for life, like the TEDx conferences that happen in random places. It sounds like the perfect opportunity for people to do that. That would be a great idea. And you know, so if if you as a pastor or lay leader in your congregation see something in the conference that you think should be shared with other people, you have a way to do that. Mm-hmm. Whether again Bible study, just sharing it in a group watch or have a retreat together. There's be creative. Is this aimed at any specific people in the synod or or age range or anything like that? Any any of those details that we would need to know? Our primary purpose in the MDFL conferences was to create a conference where lay people brought their pastors. So our, <laughs> our main focus is on equipping lay people because they're you know the priest as the priesthood of believers they're on the front lines every day dealing with our pluralistic culture you know uh, and so they're encountering every kind of worldview. Sometimes pastors aren't quite as on the front lines when it comes to that, you know. And so we do want our pastors to come, but we're we're trying to create an environment where uh, lay people will benefit. You don't have to have a theological degree to to uh, understand what's being presented. Now that being said, some of our presentations are pretty deep. I mean, like I said, I can't even pronounce the title of some of them, <laughs> I, and I'm like, oh wow, I haven't seen those words since seminary. So there's there's plenty of theological meat on the bones as well. But the nice thing about the conference is that most of the sessions are interactive. So mm-hmm. if somebody's in a, a session, whether online or in person, and you have a question, there's a way to ask. So obviously, if you're in person, you can raise your hand, but you can virtually raise your hand on the platform we use, send in a question, and the moderator will then share that question with the presenter so you could get your question asked asked and answered during the live session. So. Very cool. We will share the link to the Making Disciples for Life conference fall 2022 in the notes today as well so that if you're listening on the podcast or you can go to our website and find them there. Otherwise, you can go to lcms.org and you can look for the calendar or you can look for the Making Disciples for Life conference. Right. You find it there. You'll find it on the calendar in October, the 10th through the 12th. Very good. Anything else you want us to know about the conference as we wrap up our time together today? Well, I'm going to encourage people to make use of the resources. Again, we make them available at a very low cost. And if you have suggestions about the about future conferences we we'd love to hear those suggestions so 
these shouldn't be conferences that we sit around a conference room table at the International Center and dream up ourselves. We want conferences that meet the needs of the people who are out there every day engaging the world with the love, the joy, and peace of Jesus. So, hey, give us your ideas. Give us your suggestions. And we can build our next conference around that. Very good. Our guest today, the Reverend Dr. Mark Wood. He's director for LCMS Witness and Outreach and Revitalization. And also gets to lead the the, uh, the charge for the Making Disciples for Life conference as well. Thanks so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today. Great to be with you. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere. Anywhere.